you are listening to We Woke Up Like This. I'm Reverend Joya. And I'm Reverend Celia. And we, we are, are loyal to loving and supporting soul awakening in every human being. Hello, everyone. Happy New Week. Here we are. Here we are <laughs> with lesson one from The Way of Mastery. And we just finished an amazing conversation because even though we haven't seen each other in like five days or have really been in communication for that time. Yeah, so much has changed in both of our lives. And this is the work. And this is what we're so excited about to sh why we're so excited to share this, because the way the, the way of mastery is divided into three books. It's the way of the heart, the way of transformation and then the way of knowing. And I love that because I, we're both in, well, we're in all of these cycles all of the time, but the tran I think for me, I feel like the faster or the more open the heart is, the more things in me get cleared and become clear so I can clear them so that transformation can happen. And then I'm in the knowing of it. Well, and more knowing can drop in. And then more knowing. Because we're creating in. the space to hold it. It's like, infinite space inside of us because we are a universe yes. in the universe. Yes, exactly. Fascinating. Yes. <laughs> I love that. This first lesson is called The Way That Calls You Home. Mm -hmm. Woo! Do you so want to read exciting. first or do you want me to read first? Well, what actually, are you feeling? I wanted to ask a powerful question. Yes. You know, what called you home? Oh gosh, what called me home? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. The way that calls you home. Before yeah, we even read did, this. How did you know the way that called you home? Well, you know what? I uh, I went in and was willing. I had the willingness to be open that I just said, okay, you said that I only need the faith of a mustard seed, like a tiny little freaking drop of barely anything, barely nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to at least do that. That's beautiful. And then once I did that, it just grew and spread. It's mind blowing. It yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah. And it was a feeling because I, um, I think the way that called me home was getting to the point where everything else wasn't working. It's like, no matter how much work I did on my mind, no matter how much work I did on my mindset, no matter how much meditating I did, no matter how much mindfulness I practiced, no matter how much metacognition I developed of being aware and being aware that I'm aware, it was like, okay, now I'm aware of all of my shit, but what do I do with it? What do I do with this? It's not healing. It's not going away. It's there and I'm just aware of it. So that was really the way that called me home was like, was that there had to be another way. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? For me, um, it's just one word, being faithful. Explain. Like faithful to my heart. Hmm. Like if I had the intuition of the thing, like that's the thing. And being Beautiful. faithful and being used to use the word willing to follow that down, whatever that is, and literally at any cost. And trust me, it's cost a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and not just money. I don't mean that in right, like right. that, like that. It means like the sacrificing of my ego, my pride, any of those, you know, things that could be hooks, any of the hooks and being willing to like look at the hook, mm -hmm. say, oh, geez, I'm I'm Moby Dick here. <laughs> things swallowed by the whale <laughs> or are you the whale swallowing things <laughs> no, no i'm like i'm like the one being hunt hunted oh gotcha, gotcha. and like being harpooned and it's yeah. just like how much of this can you take and what's been really beautiful is to be able to see 
then I'm that deep. Like I can just go deeper. That's what whales do. They just go deeper. And so by being faithful to going deeper Mm. and being willing to go deeper, Mm. that eliminates those energetic, I call it the stickies or, you know, being able to identify the hook and like, as it comes in, recognize it, name it, love it and release it. Mm. So it's a, and that's a faithful practice. Yeah, it is. And I, you know, for me, my heart wasn't open and I've shared with you yeah, that we before. had that. Yeah. Like I was, my heart was so walled off. Mm. It was so walled off. And then the, I guess the awareness that I had, and I have, I've had it more and more and more in my downloads that I got was um, before it was like, wow, if you can create this much joy and freedom and, um, things that I've wanted to manifest in my life with just this trickle I've been letting out of this damned up heart. Imagine what will happen if I unbrick it and just let it flow. Let the wave come. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that's been the work has been the undamming of the dam that I built. Well, hot dam. Let's get it. (laughs) So for people who might be like me, who weren't heartfelt or didn't even really I honestly didn't even understand what that meant. No, I under I was going to say I had a whole awakening under like in the understanding, right? Of what it is for me because not everybody has the same understanding. So what I love about this conversation is that it opens it up to, hey, check this out. Is this going to work for you? Does it work like this for you? This is how it works for Joya. Yeah. This is how it works for Celia. How's it work for you, listener? Yeah, exactly. What is the way that calls you home or why are you here? What is calling you home and what is home? Oh, home's inside. Yeah, home is the heart. It is not. I'm, you know, practiced interior designer for like a bazillion years, or at least it feels like it's a bazillion years. And I can tell you without refute in my experience, it's a house that houses a body that houses the soul and the soul is the heart of the being. That's it. Beautiful. I just love you. All right. I just love you too. (laughs) Thank you. And now we begin. And indeed, once again, greetings unto you, beloved and holy friends. I come forth in this hour yet again to abide with you where you believe yourself to be. For in truth, if it were not for the fact that you are choosing to turn your attention to the world of physicality through the vehicle of the body, Our communication would not require the device of what you might call channeling, nor the devices of the technologies of this world in which to record and capture spoken words that are themselves but the reflection of what the words would point your mind toward. Like that paragraph is enough. Like we're done. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we have quite a few pages to go. I know, exactly. Therefore, beloved friends, I come not for myself, but for you. I come not to teach you, but to love you until you choose from the depth within your own being to set aside every illusion you have ever given credence to and to remember the truth, which alone is true. For indeed in that hour, there is a transcendence of all that knows limitation. There is a transcendence of all that knows coming and going birth and death. There is but the mind of Christ within each of us as a spark of divine light as a sunbeam to the sun rests eternally in perfect communion and communication always.
Now, of course, the great secret is that that is the state of your reality, that in each and every moment you abide in perfect communion with the whole of creation, since all things are but temporary modifications of the one fundamental energy, which I have chosen to call the Christ mind, the offspring of the father. And so beloved friends, I come to where you choose to be. And if you would choose to open that place within the heart and within the mind in which you can communicate with me directly, I will meet you there as well. What is important then by the way of our beginning is to consider the simple fact that your experience is always the effect of where you choose to focus the attention of your consciousness itself being unlimited forever embracing all the many dimensions of creation you abide in that which embraces all things in all ways and at all times and in truth you do not know separation birth or death gain or loss in this lesson as you have picked up this book recognize how you as an infinite being have deliberately chosen to participate in a form of experience. You have therefore called yourself the sensory, what's that word? Apparatus. Apparatus. Apparatus of the body through which to filter the energies of this physical domain, that you might hear vibrations against the vocal cords that create words that carry certain meanings for each and every one of you. And each and every one of you will color that meaning according, according to the perceptions that you have chosen to place value upon. I love that. Me too. Does this mean that some are ahead and some are behind? It only seems that way. In reality, each of you is equal. Each of you choosing from infinite freedom to attract to yourself certain vibrational frequencies, if you will, certain forms or qualities of experience. That freedom is what you abide in all ways. From, from before the foundations of this world and long after this world ceases to be. In each and every moment, then, you cannot be a victim of what you see and nothing is outside of you. What you experience, you have directly and deliberately called to yourself. And if you hold that thought of, well, I don't like what I've called to myself, that's perfectly okay too. For then you have called yourself to the experience of being in judgment of yourself. Merely look with the wonder of a child and see what it feels like and ask yourself, is this energy I wish is this an energy I wish to continue in or would I choose something else? That's a powerful question. Yeah, it is. For ultimately, when all possible choices within the dream of separation have been made, have been tested, have been felt and have been known, then finally there emerges the still quiet voice of spirit that speaks through the soul and we'll come back to that whispering of the one truth and the one reality, the one love, the one peace, and the one bliss that is continual. 
Then the soul begins to turn from the things of the cre this created world. It begins to withdraw its attention, as it were, from its attachments to all the things that has it has called to itself. It begins to transcend its senses of identification with the vibrational frequencies it had only meant to play with and then took seriously. <laughs> Sounds like my marriage. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> For it's this seriousness within the mind, which is the creation of ego. And it is great seriousness that holds the vibration of what you would no longer experience within the field of your being, within the field of your soul. Seriousness. Seriousness. Seriousness darling. condenses vibration. It does. It yeah. actually creates crystallizations within the cellular structures of the body. That's right. And when we do that and we lock that in, in our mind and in our being, hashtag stubbornness, yeah, yeah. hashtag being ruthless. Rumination. All, yes. Yeah. All that. Yeah. This is how we get arthritis. Yeah. It's oh, directly totally. connected it to is. the things that... Um, stop the body from working and especially heart disease. Let's talk about this. Oh, the yeah. hardening of yeah. the heart and the sensory portions of that. Oh my gosh. It's, it's astounding. Yeah. That, P.S. That's not in the book. No, it's, it's a crystallization of the body yes. and it's proven that that's yes. what happens. And it's really, I mean, that's what, like um, Hildegard de Bingen, who they still refer to her, her medical studies and she wrote the wrote these in the middle ages like in the year 1000 but she used to sign all of her letters stay juicy because she <sighs> believed that if your body wasn't flowing and you weren't and she used sound healing she was a sound healer the and herbs and all these wow. kinds of things that if you didn't if your body coagulated yeah that that's where that's what made you sick when your body crystallized exactly mm -hmm. what this is the hardening Yes, and it is a hardening. Yeah, the yeah. very seriousness. Or you're being hard. Being very serious. And when they say like that, there's the expression, go hard or go home. Actually, uh, that's not going home at all. I'm like, what's it's so bad about going home? <laughs> <laughs> going home. <laughs> there's only one kind of hard that's good. <laughs> True story. Oh True. my gosh, hilarious. Mm -hmm. All right, and you... As the soul, the individual divine spark begins to choose to withdraw the attention, to withdraw the value you have placed upon all things. And as you learn to simplify the nature of your own consciousness, as you begin to realize that you can surrender into something that seems beyond you, that you can entertain the insane thought of trusting the invisible, you come more and more to be less and less. Yep. And as you become less and less of what you thought you were, conversely, you become more and more of what your father created you to be. The thought of perfect love in form, a channel, a simple vehicle through which that love of spirit can shine forth. Your only task becomes the cleaning of your windows, the polishing of your floors, the weeding of your garden, so that light can pour forth unimpeded. No longer will you find the need to defend perceptions you have identified within error. You will indeed know when you have come to that state of awakening, for you will be able to look upon all created things that you have ever experienced, all reactions you have ever held within the mind, all perceptions, all judgments, all desires that you have ever held for anyone or anything. And as they arise in your mind, 
they will not disturb your peace. Imagine if we had a society that actually lived like this. Oh my gosh, we would be laughing all the time. Yeah, it's like, oh, you, you be you. That's what you think. Who cares? Yeah. But, and like we said, like, oh, okay, uh -huh. well, that's not my reality. No, it's, it's like, not. Yeah. No, it's not my reality. And good for you. Go do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good uh. luck with that. And you will smile and you will see that within your consciousness has arisen all saintlyhood and all devilishness. You have been both saint and sinner and your happiness and your unhappiness has merely been an effect of where you choose to place your attention. Oh my gosh, where you choose to place your attention is so, so, so important. Yep. Indeed, beloved friends, I come forth to meet you wherever you are because I have chosen to use the infinite power of consciousness given me of the Father as equally as it is given unto you to discover how deep delight can be when the mind is focused only on seeing from and seeing only the mind of Christ. I have therefore called to myself all multitude of experiences, even when I walked upon your beloved earth as a man, in order to challenge myself, in order to test myself, in order to condition myself to rise above and to transcend all possible experiences that could distract me from the remembrance of who I am. You could say, by the way, this that my crucifixion was simply the climax of my own direct choice to be challenged by the events of space and time so that I could cultivate within myself the ability to see form and to see only the perfect purity of the mind of Christ. The point that I am seeking to make with you is that in each and every moment, what you are experiencing is the realm of your emotions and mind and the efforts the effects, excuse me, to the latter degree within the body are there because you from an infinite from your infinite infinite freedom have simply selected that experience that energy to focus your attention on so that you can see what the effects are. The insanity you see does not come from having chosen to see something other than the mind of Christ, the insanity which you experience as your pain and your suffering and your seeking and your dreams comes only from your mistaken choice to become identified with what arises in the field of your awareness. You therefore lose the sight of innocence, for indeed all events are perfectly neutral, and you are free to see them any way you want. When a child is born, and many of you who are mothers know this, you can experience the depth of joy that is unspeakable. Likewise, you can also experience fear and contraction at the thought of having to be responsible for a child. When a loved one dies and you experience grief and suffering, rest assured it is because you have chosen to contract, to, to contract your attention so that all you see is the loss of the animated body and thereby convince yourself that you have become separated from that loved one. I speak from experience when I share with you that separation is an illusion. And when death occurs in this in your plane, when death occurs in your plane, in the very moment you still have the power to choose to recognize that something has changed and to shift your attention to 
a different faculty that the body could never possibly contain in which you perceive and hear and communicate with that spark of divine light, the soul that seems to have given up the idea of trying to keep a physical form animated. It is therefore imperative and in fact, it is the very first step on what we are going to begin to call the way of the heart. Oh, beautiful. Wow. All right, the first step in awakening. The first step in awakening is to allow into the mind the thought, the axiom, the truth, that nothing which you are experiencing is caused by anything outside of you. You experience only the effects of your own choice. For you see, during the first part of this teaching, we will be building lesson by lesson on what I am choosing to call the way of the heart. It is the way unknown to the world. It's a way unknown to many that would call themselves spiritual teachers, for it's not a way of resting on or becoming dependent on any magical means. It is rather that path which cultivates within you the decision to turn your attention upon your own mind, upon your own behavior, upon what is true and real for you moment to moment, to study it, to consider it, to feel it, to breathe the light of spirit through it, and to constantly retrain the mind so that it assumes complete responsibility in each moment. And why is this necessary? Because without it, there can be no peace. Without it, you cannot transcend the false identifications that you have chosen to use perhaps a simpler form of your language you need to come to the point where you say to yourself, I've done this to myself. I did it. I must correct it. No one is to blame. The world is innocent. In the coming lessons, we will be communicating with you more and more deeply the finer points, if you will, of the way of the heart. For it is that way which was taught to me, and it is that way which I have pointed you with many many clues it is that way that brings about the reversal of every thought you have ever had about anyone or anything it is that way alone which allows you to pass back through the eye of the needle and come to rest in the perfect peace from which you have sprung forth the way of the heart is not the way of the intellect <laughs> <laughs> analytical mind definitely not for indeed that aspect of the mind was never designed to be your master mm. it was designed to be the humble and if you will pardon the expression very stupid servant of the awakened heart the heart is that which feels all things embraces all things trusts all things allows all things the heart is that in which the soul rests eternally. The heart is that which is beyond space and time and is that spark of light in the mind of God, which is called Christ. And only in that will you find the peace that you seek. You will discover then that the pathway of awakening is not a pathway of avoidance, but a pathway of truthfulness. It is not a pathway of accomplishment and pride, but a pathway of releasing from the consciousness every hope and every wish to be special, to see yourself as having made progress so that you can pound your fist upon your chest and spread your tail feathers. It's a transcendence of the hope of somehow getting God's attention so that he will look upon you and say, oh, you've been such a good person. Oh my goodness, yes. Well, I think I'll let you into the kingdom now. 
<laughs> it is a way in which you will come to cultivate, regardless of your inner experience or degrees of awakening, to cultivate the willingness and the art of returning to the simplicity of empty headedness and not knowingness with each and every breath. It is a way of life in which all things and all events become one aspect or become a, an aspect of your meditation and your prayer until there is established once again within you the truth that is always true not my will but thine be done for of myself i do nothing but my father does all things through me not my will but thine be done for myself for of myself i do nothing but of but my father does all things through me hmm. blah 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 i I mean, this is just so beautiful. And I know from the intellect and the mind and developing mindfulness and metacognition and becoming super aware of your thinking that it's like, oh my gosh. And, and now science has proven it. Like they do these studies of people think the same thoughts over and over and over and over and over and over again, every single day. It's like, they, I think they said, we think about 80,000 thoughts per day. And like 80% of them is the exact same thing you thought yesterday fascinating because the brain is how ha it's a habit, habit brain yeah it seeks the easy way out it's like that's its job is to mm. it, it uses a lot of energy and so it seeks to not use a lot of energy and the easiest way to do that is just to be in habit mind well and then that's how you repeat 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 exactly which is of course we know the definition of insanity, insanity. and then believing the things that we tell ourselves about ourselves that's true well and that's the thing i i got a little message it's like it doesn't matter it only it's only true if you believe it yes exactly yeah. yeah it's only true if you believe it and it's only i mean if you think about it you're when shakespeare said all the world is a stage and we are but the players exactly it's so true and, and the character we're a character in a play and mm -hmm. are with us like you said earlier we are a whole universe and when we die a whole universe dies all of our perceptions our memories how we think how we sing our voice mm -hmm. our eye prints our fingerprints everything is not here anymore on this planet well it is and it isn't well the energy is but yeah. the, the physicality of this thing that we call me mm. right that's that it's the hardening of that perception of this is me these are my beliefs this is what i think everybody should conform and think how i think right and like isn't that the whole problem with society you should think how i think no you should think how i think what that brings to mind is like legacy work right so in the in the spoken word, in the art, in the beauty that lives through us. Mm. Like, I mean, you mentioned Shakespeare. We're still reading Shakespeare. Right. There's an imprint. Yes. It goes on in this timeless for whatever time means. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that last night when uh, my husband and I went to go see the uh, Queen String Quartet. Oh, was the it nice? Oh yeah, it was a four a four piece quartet, and they were playing all Queen music. But then they also played a couple of I think they played three songs from operas throughout time, and they played mm -hmm. a Mozart piece. And I was sitting there, and I was exactly thinking that I was like, uh -huh. "This is so fascinating." How you know what a couple thousand or hundred years ago, thousand a couple hundred years ago, <laughs> somebody wrote this music, and now still it's being played, and it's still moving, people. and it's still moving people. That's right. Yeah, that beautiful art, that transcendence, it is a transcendence. Yeah, and so, that's the beauty of being alive. It's just like the pyramids, right? Like there's yes. like a whole culture of people who had did this thing. Yeah, and we're able to go and check it out and and they the energy of it. And they didn't do it with the ego, right? No. That's like if it's created by ego, it dissolves in time. Sure does. Yeah, it's the transcendent things that last. Mm, it's beautiful. Yeah. 
Imagine then a state of being in which you walk through this world seemingly appearing like everyone else and yet you are spacious within. You are empty within. In truth, you desire nothing through you allow desire to move through you and you recognize it as the voice of the father guiding your personality your emotions and even your body to the places to the events to the people to the things to the experiences through which the tapestry of the atonement of being is being woven through which all of the children of God are called home again. And you trust the complete flow of that, whether you are asked to give a speech in front of 10,000 people or you're asked to tell a friend the truth of your feelings or whether or not you are perhaps asked to sweep the streets and live penniless. For in truth, that mind that trusts the source of its creation allows all things trusts all things, embraces all things, and transcends all things. Rest assured then, whenever you feel frustration and anxiety, it is because you have decided not to trust the truth. And the truth is simply this, only God's plan for salvation can work for you. Your way must always fail. For your way begins with the illusionary and the insane assumptions that you are a separate being from the mind of God and must therefore direct your own course. For if you are sick and diseased and are not at peace, why would you decide that you know how to create peace? It requires great humility to accept the first step of the path. I have done all this, I must undo it, but I have no idea how I did this, therefore I must surrender to something else. You know, I have to say that um, there's just such a, a feeling that comes over me, and it's really an ineffable feeling because it only comes from the, the grace of knowing in mm. in doing this and then this allowance that has to happen like it says up here right allowing trusting embracing so that you can transcend yeah and it's only in this gentle art of allowing and knowing that and admitting that wow everything i'm doing is not working i'm just creating a huge mess i'm still creating a huge mess something else has to work through me and it's and it does work through you and it's um as I've come to understand it and be in it. And of course, you know me, I study every, I look at everything from a science point of view too. And just the, mm -hmm. that the, everything is conscious. They've proven that the universe is conscious, that it's consciousness. We live in consciousness. It's alive and awake and is conscious. And that we have as, access to this higher vibrational consciousness if we get our freaking ego out of the way. So it's like, you don't have to believe in the, it's not like a dude with a beard is sitting up there with a fairy wand who's going to bestow his wishes on a certain people. Right? But that's how I pictured it when I grew up and I felt rejected. I was like, God just rejects me. That's how I felt was like, well, God doesn't care about me. I'm totally rejected by God until I was able to go like, oh, well, hmm, what if, what if God is already in me? What if I already have this aspect and my what I'm doing is just making a mess and I need to surrender to this little 
faith of a mustard seed, like I said earlier, right, this tiny little bit that maybe just maybe it exists and it's real. I remember asking my grandmother, who, I was raised Catholic, like super Catholic, <clears throat> and I remember asking her, why do I have to go talk to a priest about this whole confession thing? So I was going through like my whole first Holy Communion and she's just like, she didn't get my question, like, but I didn't. I'm like, you can talk to God anytime you want. It's just like, hey, God. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's totally true. Well, for me, it is. Yeah. But for her, it wasn't. Right? And so, like, in order to be good, I had got to go to confession to yeah. be good with her. Right. Like, it's this interesting relationship and can set up so much disturbance that can take so much energy away from the guy, the bearded dude, right? Like yeah. to your point. Yeah. And that I grew up Catholic too. And I think that's where that vision comes from of like, oh, this is something separate and outside of me that only special yeah. people have access only to Only special. It. And the, only the special get their requests answered. Yeah. Get their requests answered exactly. or go to heaven if they do do it this way. So, I mean, like for me, when I, when I read only God's plan for salvation, salvation can work for you. I read it. I change the word God. And I, I say only the divine imprint of the universe that was imprinted upon you at your birth can work for you. That mm. correct energy rather than the ego's energy that thinks that I'm real. And that's really like the, the biggest illusion, right? I'm real. No, I'm not real. There's nothing that's real. So it's like, like keep it real is funny keep it real is hilarious because it's like no What's i'm not that? real my personality changes my emotions change my thoughts change every 30 days i have new skin cells yeah. and new hair cells and my whole body has regenerated many times because i'm 51 like there's no original parts here from the time i was born literally nothing is real <laughs> so it's kind of like this i love that perspective it's fascinating when you think mm -hmm. about it because it's like okay so if i'm not real mm -hmm. then only this i can choose Illusion. what consciousness mm -hmm. animates the body all the time right yeah that's what's real it's beautiful and that's why changing your environment is so important mm. and making sure that we remove our furniture and what cleaning our house and making sure that things are in impeccable condition in our space because it's no different than turning over our actual body cells. Fascinating. Wow. It's the same conversation in a different skin, puns intended. Right? Because if you think as above, so below, That's my body right. is a house for my soul. And like you said, my yes. house is a house for my body. That's right. Yeah. Beautiful. It's just another layer. Wow. Right. And so is our car. And yeah. Yeah. I need to go get mine cleaned. And I <laughs> totally do. Um, and this is like, I love the aspect of taking, when you're able, I love this call for taking total responsibility. Well, it creates accountability. And then in that, like there's a whole money conversation in the accounting. Oh, all of it. And the atonement of like any way that we have, let me use the word sin and air quotes here, against ourselves because we created a separation. Yeah. In yeah. the God field consciousness. Yeah fascinating yeah and i think i feel like being when i take when i took when i choose to take personal total personal responsibility for myself meaning yeah. nobody's can hurt my feelings no nobody can make me angry nobody can push my buttons that's my totally my responsibility that i'm not going to give my power away like that and that's well, really how it feels it's very empowering to take responsibility for yourself 
I feel. I agree. Yeah. It is empowering. And also too, it gives the opportunity for you, for me to stand in my power and just be like, okay, well, I see that. And something opens there for me. I don't know if you have that experience where like the thing comes in, whatever the trigger might be, and then you can see it play. Totally. Out the way, however it plays out. For sure. And we were talking about this earlier that I, I know if I see a trigger, if something triggers me, that it's an invitation to look within about what kind of wound is still there and that it's not that the other person wounded me, that they reflected back to me. How am I judging myself? That's right. How am I rejecting myself? (laughs) What am I not taking account account for? Exactly. What did I leave out? What have I left out? And then how do I add it in now? It's like we're always cooking, right? Cooking with gas. Yes. Cooking with the spice, keeping it juicy. This is like how to reclaim that part that gets... sometimes could be sidestepped right that's like oh my story doesn't identify spiritual bypass i mean i hear that a lot but do you think that that's how it happens i think it's spiritual bypassing if you haven't there's a difference between spiritual bypassing uh where you're not really haven't healed you're Uh just glazing over the top Uh rather than that's like the wounded healers right Oh. oh i need to heal everybody else because really you're trying to heal yourself yeah but it's really when you can totally look within it's a different energy. Yeah. It's a totally different energy. And you feel the energy. It's like it's a, um, yeah, you just feel it. You just know mm-hmm. when someone's actually really, truly done the work versus when they're uh, seeking healing from still from external validation. Uh, oh, it's outside. I get yeah. it. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Love that. So beautiful. Yeah. That's how I interpret it. Yeah. Well, and then there's like the parts that it just is. You know how you know? Actually, just how do you know? I just recognize it. Well, I mean, how I think how anybody knows if somebody's spiritual bypassing is if they are attached to somebody else's outcome. Oh, that's so sexy. I like that. Yeah. Because Ooh, what a hook. Right? Dang. Dang, Gina. <laughs> yeah. Dang. All right. Hilarious. I don't know if we're going to get through this whole chapter today. I don't think so. Well, actually, we might. It's not that long. I don't know. Let's keep reading. All right. Well, I hope people have notebooks or, bo- or they're going oh, yeah. or, or are going to go get the book to read along with us because it's and to contribute to these conversations. Yeah. Right? It's like because there's so many interesting insights that arise and they get felt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's in, in the unlocking. Yeah. And sometimes um, some of these words can be energetic points within us mm-hmm. to release the crystallization. Yeah. And you know what I love? I read this book um, last year with a small group of people. And one of the men who we had a man in our group, a couple of guys, and he would get so mad, he would slam the book shut. And he's like, I disagree with that. And then he's like, and then he'd sit there, but he still stayed. This is remarkable. He still stayed. And he was still in. That's beautiful. Because he was like, I'm I'm willing, I'm being willing. And that's Uh what he just said. He's like, fine, I'll be willing. I'll be willing. But like the part where, you know, it says, um, about you're totally responsible for everything that happens to you. You've called these experiences in. And he was like, I didn't call in this and I didn't call in that. And I was like, I felt the same way when I read this book the first time. I was like, 
Mm -hmm. I call bullshit. I said that so many times when I was reading this book and I would write little notes. My original book has notes and I was like, I disagree with this part. And I draw an arrow and then I read it again. And it's like, oh, I kind of get it. And now I read it again. and I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> well, it's beautiful because you can see your growth through that way. Yeah, right? it's, like, it's interesting. And my point in sharing that is that if you're hearing things that are that trigger you into like, no, I totally disagree with that to investigate that feeling that sense of energy that that resistance that bubbles up in mm. that rejection of no this wounded part of me is not my fault somebody else did this to me and yeah other people have done things that wounded us but we're the ones who continue to hold it well and we wanted to experience that on the soul level on and, the soul and, level and that is the that right there is the gift there's a gift in every single pain totally every single one i don't yeah. care how tiny it is I'm, I'm, I just encourage people to mine that because that, those are where the diamonds are. Yeah. And after all, they say diamonds are a girl's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you keep reading this, this page and then we'll move through. Am I here? Um, I think so. No, I'm up here. I want to give you this thought, even as I gave it, wait, even as I gave it to this, my beloved brother some time ago and through this, and though, I'm sorry, I'm so, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're thinking about something else. <laughs> I'm ticked up. No, I'm just like, I'm having actually a sensation oh. inside my solar plexus. There's something going on. I don't know. Expansion. Maybe, maybe, maybe you could read it. Okay, I, sure. Just, okay. Like, I'm feel my body. To. Will you tune into your while body? While I just get where, whatever grounding gets to happen. Yeah, here. yeah, I'm happy to. Thank you. I want to give you this thought, even as I gave it to this, my beloved brother, some time ago. And the thought is this, and I would ask that you consider it well. What if the very life you are living and each experience that is coming to you now since the moment you've decided I have got to awaken here, what if everything was being directly sent to you of your father because your father knows what is necessary to unravel within your consciousness to allow you to awaken? What if the very things you are resisting are the very stepping stones to your homecoming? What if you achieved a maturity along this pathway in which you are finally willing to let things be just as they are? Surrender. It is so relaxing when you just accept what is and stop trying to fight it and change it. And I'm speaking from experience. Didn't that, that just happen right here? It just happened. It just happened right here. And I've never, P.S. I've never read this book. She hasn't. I haven't read that. Yeah. But I got to experience it. <laughs> so cool. And I've experienced this again this week, oh, this wow. energy of this really softening and allowing more and more to mm -hmm. just let things be what they are. Stop yeah. trying to make something, to make me be different than I am. Stop trying to force situations and external things to be different than they are. And what if I just allow unconditional loving to be just unconditional loving? It's so much more relaxing to, uh, to fall into that grace of allowing mm. things to just be what they are. And then, mm. oh, well, if I don't like how this is, then guess what? I get to choose something else. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Oh, and it's so freeing. Mm. Um, one of the things that Joya and I have talked about is like how this gets recorded. And part of that um, experience is we don't really edit. Yeah. We just show up. There's no real plan. We're just showing up and reading the book. And so there's like this um, freedom 
freedom to just be exactly to that point, just as it is in the moment that it's happening. And I feel so touched at this moment. Um, yeah. And I'm also experiencing a sensation in my throat, just speaking the words of it and the allowance just to be in the allowance to just not be edited and just because <laughs> we don't have to be perfect. Exactly. And yeah. I can stammer and say the blah, 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 blah. And the and I'm not and gonna I can, edit it out. And I'm when we're not gonna yeah. edit it out, and you're just gonna get to be with me and just to feel me yeah. in my shaky <laughs> my shaky voice. And and just allowing the space to just be human and reverent. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about um how it's been reflected and I'm seeing this interesting reflection that I've projected outside of me and I'm mm -hmm. seeing uh, my absolute love of old wonky imperfect things yeah and that like I love like crystals that are unpolished how they just came out of the how do they just came out of the earth raw, raw and yeah. I I think that um mm. maybe that's just my has been reflected in this knowing this allowance of letting things be as they are and not having to be polished and perfect and be all poly pocket ish. Oh yeah. To the poly pocket. Love you, girl. Love you. <laughs> all right, here we go. Hilarious. And if it was necessary to sweep the streets, okay, mm, here we go. Sweep. with being called the humility, right? Mm -hmm. If it was necessary to sweep the streets, you simply took a long deep breath and said, father, you know, the way home and therefore began sweeping. And up into the mind comes the thought, oh my God, I won't be recognized. I won't stand out. People won't think I'm special if I'm just a street sweeper. <laughs> and you recognize, aha, no wonder my father wants me to do this. Yeah, I've got to flush this up so that I can look at it, disidentify from it, and learn to be the presence of love in the sweeping of the street. Ooh. For in truth, I tell you, the least of these among you, according to your perception, is already equal to the greatest. And there is none among you who is less than I am. And so the way of the heart begins there. It begins by accepting the humility that you've created quite a mess within your consciousness. You've created a labyrinth and have gotten lost within it. You don't know the way back that of yourself, you can do nothing for all you've managed to achieve is the creation of a whole lot of insane dramas that are in truth occurring, occurring, bleh, occurring <laughs> nowhere except within the field of your mind. They are like chimeras, like dreams. In truth, there is no difference between a waking state in which you would be the director of your life and the dreams you have when the body sleeps at night. They are both the same thing. I wish to direct you to peace, even that peace, which forever transcends the understanding and its comprehension of the world. I desire because my father desires it through me to bring you wholly to where I am, that you might discover there is someone that got there ahead of you. And when you look closely, you go, oh, it's myself. I've always been there, but I forgot. And in the end of all the journeying, in the end of all purification, and indeed purification is still necessary, you will discover that to awaken means to have journeyed nowhere. It means you've arrived at a goal that has never changed. Awakening is only remembrance, but it is a remembrance 
not just of the intellect, for it's not an idea, as you would understand ideas. It's an idea that vibrates through the whole field of your beingness, so that even the cells of the body, while yet the body remains coalesced together in its present form, even the cells of the body awaken and relax into the truth that is always true. The way of the heart. If you were a gardener, would you not cultivate the art of weeding your garden? Would you not look to see that the soil is just the correct dampness? Would you not keep your eye on the clouds on the horizon and the heat of the day? Would you not cover the delicate plants that needed protection while they grow strong? And if those that would come would not respect your garden, would you not ask them to leave or build a temporary fence until the garden was strong enough, until it burst forth with enough fruit so that you can give it so that you can give to even those who do not respect it. Be you, therefore, a wise gardener. Cultivate a deep love and respect for yourself. For you are not here to fix the world. You are here. You are not here to fix your brother or sister. It is only love that heals. And until you have loved yourself wholly, by having purified the mind of every erroneous thought you've ever held until you have loved yourself you do not in truth love anyone or anything save in those brief moments when you let your guard down and the love of god shines forth through you so quickly you don't even know what happened for the wise gardener cultivates a state of consciousness in which the love of god is implied is unimpeded excuse me it is implied (laughs) and implied (laughs) i'm just doing a little spontaneous ad it works beloved friends those of you those of you that have elected to answer the call to participate in this pathway with this family if you would take your commitment to trusting your creator for having set before you a pathway that can indeed lead you home, you will indeed arrive at home. But commitment means that you don't get to leave the room when the shouting begins. Mm. The shouting when we're speaking of is the shouting within your own mind, within your own body, within your own emotions, that you will stay with these things by being honest about them and loving yourself forever having the power to even create such insane perceptions of yourself and the world around you. I have such compassion when I read this for myself. Me too. It's a tender tenderness in my biology, in my upbringing. I have goosebumps. Yeah. (laughs) I'm hot. In all of the, I mean, just um, the things that I've been going through that I shared with you, before like this is something that i'm before at first it was an idea first was something i glossed over oh that's interesting then it was something that was an idea and now it's something i'm feeling yeah and that's the embodiment of it and and allowing those feelings to come forward to be felt it's the thawing 
I got this really funny thing every morning. Well, almost every morning I go to Starbucks and I buy coffee at Starbucks and that might get me some heat here, but that's okay. We're born in 1971, me and Starbucks and we're a thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I do that because I like to have my coffee made for me. And my husband used to make my coffee every day. And it was one of the things I really appreciated about our relationship was how he was in service to me like that. Mm. Even when he was pissed, he would make me coffee. So there's like that mustard seed you're talking about of the loving. Well, I live alone and I do not have a partner. So like, how do I honor the one inside of me that loves to have the coffee made for me? I go get it. And I forget why I'm telling you this. There was a point here about embodying the, the the allowing of your feelings yeah the allowing of my feelings of just to be able to do that thing for myself whatever the thing is for myself i find it to be even in that simplicity while it may be judged as um whatever by whoever yeah. it doesn't really matter because for mm-hmm. me it's deeply honoring of the experience i want to have and how i make myself feel and start your day and how I start my day it's part of my my meditation yeah and I love that and it's you know we learned in USM is making self-honoring choices yeah how do I honor that well you could you could negate it you could make your own coffee in the morning but that wouldn't be the same experience it's not the same experience as having it like poured and then I've created such a beautiful community at my local Starbucks like I know all the people and then when I get somebody new I'm like hey you're new and they're like oh I'm like I'm a regular (laughs) you'll see me every morning (laughs) pretty much most mornings most morning I did tell them I was going away when I was in LA for a few days it was really funny that's cute because I'll probably like where's Celia the way of the heart is the final pathway at any that any soul can enter there are many stages of awakening there are many pathways that can be followed but ultimately all roads lead to rome so they say eventually each soul must find its way to the way of the heart and then come back to the truth that that it It's time to take responsibility to learn to cultivate the ability to look upon the deep and vicious blackness of what I have called ego, which is nothing more than a cesspool of denial. It is that which lacks light and begins to bring light back to its. (laughs) Let me read that again and begin to bring light back to it by simply observing your own mind your own behavior your own reactions with a sense of wonder with a sense of innocence with a sense of childlikeness and (sighs) therein lies the grace right there that's a grace action right there Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm. for it is not written that you must again become a little child to enter the kingdom for is it not written that you must again become a little child to enter the kingdom The little child simply marvels at all that they see. Well, how about that? Can you imagine looking upon the deepest, darkest part of your own shadow, your own denials, and being able to say, oh, how about that? Hmm. Remember then that with everything, with that everything is neutral and in truth, all that which arises within your consciousness has no effect upon the truth of your reality. Hmm. 
The way of the heart then is a way of cultivating the decisions to become identified with the light that can shine away all darkness, not by fighting with it, but by recognizing it, embracing it as your own creation and choosing again. The way of the heart is the way that I teach. And now I begin a more focused, shall we say, in-depth study to cultivate together that the way of the heart might become established within your holy mind. And we will be drawing indeed upon many sources. There may be some surprises according to who may choose to speak to you through this vehicle. Hmm. But rest assured, at all times and in all ways, I have committed myself to gently directing and birthing and the manifestations of what you have come to call the Shanti Cristo. The idea was given was given by me. And what I give, I nurture. And what I create together with you, I do not abandon. Therefore, you will find that I will be here always. We will have yet to see. We will have yet to see whether you will, <laughs> whether you will be. <laughs> we have yet to see whether you, you will be. be. Yes. Yeah. Commitment. Commitment, yes. <sighs> the way of the heart calls you home. Remember then always that the truth is always true. Is it not time, beloved friends, to truly step into ownership of your only reality? The way of the heart does not know the word avoidance. The way of the heart does not know deception, manipulation, or control. The way of the heart does not know blame, although it watches these things arise as echoes of old patterns now outgrown. It learns to see them, to recognize them, like you might recognize certain kinds of clouds that pass through the sky, and then to turn the attention of the mind that a new choice might be made. The way of the heart is the way that calls you home. And the call comes from that deep part of your soul that is still like unto the spirit, which abides as Christ in the holy mind of God. Trust then that you are as a sunbeam to the sun and trust not the perceptions you have cultivated in error. For you are not alone on the way that you journey and you journey not apart from your brothers and sisters. This family cannot know separation, though some of you may seem to come and go. For once the call to awaken through this lineage has been acknowledged, though bodies may not communicate in space and time, rest assured, communication remains and there is no way to avoid it. And so we begin the way of the heart. We enter now a stage where it's time to stop listening out of polite kindness or out of curiosity and to step into the willingness to don the mantle of that one committed to healing every obstacle to the presence of love that may yet remain secretly hidden in the depth of that part of your mind, which would struggle to be separate from God. And to remember that you are truly the light that can come to shine lovingly upon every aspect of darkness you have known. So along this pathway in this study, you are going to learn how to shake hands with the devil and to do a little jig with him and to recognize his face to be your own. 
For when you can dance with the darkness that you have created, that darkness is transformed into an angel and light abides with light. We will be giving you and bringing forth certain meditations and if you will, certain energetic practices to help cultivate within you a quality of feeling that will allow you to recognize energies that do not serve you in a way that transcends what your mind may choose to think of these energies so that you learn more and more to lead with the heart, if you will, to lead with your feeling nature and not your intellect. For your intellect does not know anything except the trivialties that you have shoved into it, like garbage into a garbage can. The intellect can never bring the healing of the heart. That Mm. is the atonement. It can only be utilized to argue against the insane perceptions you are used to, so that you might come to see that perhaps there's a greater good in giving up your insistence on treating the intellect as your God. Powerful. Therefore, indeed, beloved friends, dance often, rejoice, play often. Let this be that year in which you bring up within yourself everything unworthy of the mind of Christ, every thought of scarcity, every sense of unworthiness, every fear. Let them come up, look at them, embrace them, transmute them through your own love of self and through your honesty, accept where you are and don't pretend to be otherwise for the wisest are always the humblest. Be you therefore at peace, beloved friends, be you therefore at peace in all things. For we delight and I speak here of the many we who are in what you might call a disembodied state who are electing to participate with you that are asking to be helped through this way. We delight in joining with you. We delight in loving you. We delight in waiting on you to welcome yourself home. So beautiful. Therefore, indeed, we will begin to end this message of this lesson now. But as we close, I would ask that you would close your eyes for just a moment and take a deep breath into the body and let it go. So let's do let's do that together. Yep, yeah. Ready? Yeah. Wait, we have to read the rest, though, so we can oh. read it as they go. Um, and as the breath leaves the body, hold the thought that there is nothing worth holding onto any longer that keeps your peace and happiness at arm's length. Mm, okay, so that's the practice right there. Releasing. Should I ring a bowl? A bowl? Yeah, let's ring a bowl. Okay. I love it. Close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And take a deep breath into the body. And exhale very slowly. And as your breath is leaving your body, Hold the thought there is nothing worth holding on to any longer that keeps your peace and happiness at arm's length. Say to yourself, I become committed, become fully committed to the experience of happiness. 
even as you've been fully committed to unhappiness and limitations and lack. Give your creator full permission through this study to sweep the basement clean. There really isn't anything down there worth defending or protecting. And it will come to pass that you will know the perfect peace of empty-headedness, not knowing this. You will know what it means to be relieved of time and to be comforted by what is eternal. Peace be unto you always, and never once let yourself think that you are alone. It what It is what they call, what is the word you have? How do you say that? Haberdash. 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 Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what is this haberdash? That is an interesting term. It is not it is nonsense for you to think that I am not with you. You have asked. I picked up the phone. We are in communication. That is the way it is. That is the way it will be until the end of all illusion. Amen. Amen. I'm going to look up the word haberdash. Oh, thank you. I like it. Haberdash. Haberdash. Is haberdash a word? Haberdasher derives from a Middle English form of habertos, an Anglo-French word for a kind of cloth. As does the obsolete noun haberdash, which once meant petty merchandise or small wares. Ooh, that's quite the haberdash. So being obsessed, like, hey. what does he mean by that then? It is what they call haberdash. Oh, don't oh. let yourself. So it's kind of like don't nonsense. be petty with yourself. Don't be petty. It's nonsense. Oh, that's such a good word. That's a good word. Mm. So that's the end of lesson one. And then this is the the first exercise is this meditation, this short meditation that was at the end. And I'm going to record this as a little, um, geez, probably a three minute meditation for you to start doing every day. And or whenever you feel called to, I would say start it in the morning, mm -hmm. do it in the morning, because it's I love morning practice and repetition, it, it supports in the practicing of opening up the heart. And we have to practice in order for anything to transform. And, and right. actually, everything we're doing is what we're practicing all the time we're constantly practicing who we're being by what we're choosing to do yeah so doing practices is is the very nature of transformation and so then when i say like people don't people don't instantly transform unless something really traumatic happens well transformation can happen through pain uh-huh it can very, happen really fast, really fast or it can forces the changes yeah yes. or it can be through the slow nature the process of practicing mm -hmm. which is how a little sprout pops up from the ground and turns into a massive oak tree mm -hmm. and how we learn to do anything. That's right. So I'm going to, um, I'll record this today and get it up. Actually, I'll have, I'm going to record this. Actually, It's on the website now, as you hear this recording. <laughs> so if you go to, um, let's see, I'll make a URL right now. We're going to go to we woke up like this.com forward slash practices. I will put it on there, uh, the first energetic exercise. And we'll call these energetic exercises because it's about love it. changing the energy. Energy flow, that's right. Yeah, and I'll record this as a little meditation that you could do and begin to work on um, embodiment, embodying of these uh -huh. practices and this allowing, the first practice of allowing mm -hmm. that I'm willing to let go. Which is a receiving state. 
Yes. 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 We love you. I love you. I love you. And um, we love to hear your feedback. Yes. By all means, please give us your feedback. Or anything that you want to contribute to the conversation. And then, you know, later on this week, um, Celia and I will have a conversation around setting up a time that we can do like a live Zoom. Yeah, live Zoom in order for us to connect at a deeper level. Yeah, and have conversations around the way of mastery and what what you've experienced and what you've noticed Mm -hmm. or what jumped, what stuck out for you. Or answer any questions that you may have. um, Or just, you know, just to be with you. All right. So that is our, we have our first exercise and then we will see you again next Tuesday. Until then, be blessed and be light. Yes. Be well, most importantly. Bye. Thank you for listening to We Woke Up Like This. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you are listening to this podcast. Oh, and don't forget to drop us a comment and ask a question. And go to wewokeuplikethis.com to join the Soul Awakened community. See you next time. Bye. Bye.